Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Stand with me, we'll turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. And uh, we'll open to his word. We'll start in verse 13. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for the grace and the mercy of Jesus. And I'm excited for what he's doing and what he's going to do. And I, let's just get into it. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or, or one of the prophets. And he, say, he saith unto, the, unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And I, I remember preaching a message about this b- before. But it matters to Jesus who we say he is. Amen. It matters to Jesus. It, it might not matter to your family who you think Jesus is. It might not matter to the world who you think Jesus is. But, but it matters to Jesus who you think Jesus is. Amen. Amen. And he said, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh, everybody say flesh, and blood, everybody say blood, has not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. Amen. If we would just bow our heads, well, let's pray. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We come before you. We come before you in a spirit of humility and adoration, God, for everything that you're doing and everything that you're going to do. And we take dominion right now as the sons and the daughters of God that you have claimed for us on Calvary, God. We step into that role, God, of that dominion that was lost, but regained by your blood and by your spirit, God. And we take authority over every spirit that would try to hinder your word, every spirit that would hinder your people, and every stronghold that would come against the minds of your people. And we pull it down in the name of Jesus. Every lying spirit, we bring it into captivity in the name above every name in the name in the name I pray God that your anointing would break the yoke of bondage 
I pray that your anointing would destroy the yoke of the enemy. I feel the help of the Lord in this place. We need to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your angels begin to war in the spirit. Let your angels begin to war in the spirit, God. Let them move hither and thither. Let the four winds from the four corners begin to blow. Let the revival, Lord, that your word has promised, let it blow in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your anointing flow through this place. Touch me, touch your people in Jesus' name. And we all said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus is wondering, who do you say that I am? And Peter, he says, you're, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. And he says to Peter, and I also say unto thee, what thou art, Peter, or that thou art, Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not, shall not prevail against it. He said, and I, I, I'm going to do something for you, Peter. I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you these keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, thou or whatsoever that you should loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. There's a powerful encounter right here. There's, there's things that are happening in the Bible chronologically. Jesus is telling the disciples uh, a few verses before he, that they need to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. They, they, they got to be careful, and they're so, they're so dumb, just like I am sometimes. They, they're listening to Jesus, and they're just not getting what he's saying. But he says, what does he mean, the, the leaven? The, the, the Pharisees aren't bakers. I don't get it. Why is he telling us to watch out for the leaven? And, 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 and he still, he, he pulls them away to, to Caesarea Philippi, and they're there for six days. It's a period of time where he's not out there healing. He's not out there casting out demons. He's, he's having a Bible study. He's talking to his disciples, and he's, he's seeing who, 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 what is everybody else saying about me? What's, what's the world saying about me? What's the religious world saying about me? What's, what's those people? What's the Romans? What are these? And what does everybody think about me? And they begin to tell, and they say, well, they say this, and they say that, and he, he, he just, he, he, he gets down to the point and he says, but who do you say that I am? What, what do you think about me? Who, who, am, who, who, who am I to you? And this morning as I was reading my Bible, we'll turn to Psalms chapter 20, uh, or um, excuse me, 2 Samuel chapter 22. And David at the end of his life, after, after being anointed as a child, after being anointed as a child by, by the prophet Samuel, the, the oil poured over his head. And, and him, him being mocked by his older brother, by him being chastised and them saying, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you trying to get involved in this thing? Why are you trying to get involved in the battle? Why are you trying to get involved in the work of God? You're just arrogant. You're full of pride. And David said, isn't there a cause? Shouldn't, shouldn't we all feel this way? Shouldn't we all be upset? And, and that came to pass. And he, slay, he slew Goliath. And he went and he grew up. And, and then he's in the house of Saul. And he's ministering to Saul. Then 
soul turns his back on him and throws javelins at him and tries to, tries to kill him. And, and David goes running away and he, he's, he even goes and he's, he's with the Philistines for a little bit. It doesn't make sense, but he's just trying to figure out what to do. And, and here he is and then the people anoint him and then he goes forward and then he gets into, he gets into, Oh, he gets to be king over everything. Saul's dead. Then he gets into trouble with Bathsheba. Then, then, then the Lord says, from this day forward, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not, but, but the sword's never going to depart from your house. And Absalom rises up. Then Sheba rises up. Then all kinds of problems begin to happen. And Joab, it's interesting, Joab, his right-hand man, David can't stand him. He says, who could stand the sons of, of Zariah? They're always causing me problems. They're, they're killing my friends, and they're doing these things, and, and they're causing him problems. But David, at the end of his life, he writes, he, this is a recollection of the song of deliverance that David writes. And I want to point out something that David, he had a revelation of who this God was. And... and David began to say this in, in, in chapter 22 of verse 1. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song. He's talking to the Lord. He's praying to God. He's talking to the Lord. He, he's conversing. He's, he's, he's dedicating. He's reminiscing of his life. And he's, he's tapping in. And he's, he knows that it was the goodness of God, that it was the mercy of God, that he's even in this place and even been able to experience the blessing of God. He said, this song, the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hands of Saul. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior, thou savest me from violence. Jump over to verse 32. For who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock save our God? David's reminiscing, he's saying, you, 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 you're my everything. That's who you are to me. Jesus wants to know, who do you say I am? And David's sitting here telling the Lord exactly who he is to him. You are my strong tower. You are my refuge. You're my shield. You're my rock. And he says, he says in verse 32, for who is God? Who is God? Save the Lord. And who is a rock? Who is a rock? Save our God. David, he's having the revelation that God is everything. That he's, his, he's, he's nothing without God. He's, he, he needs God to breathe. He needs God to be king. He needs God to be a father. He needs God to do everything in his life. And he's declaring it to, G, he's declaring it to God. And here in Matthew, you have Jesus. He's saying, who do men say that I am? Who, who I, they say you're, you're, you're John the Baptist. They say that, that you're Elias. They say some that you're, you're Jeremiah or just one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but who do you say that I am? When I was teaching pastor's class on Sunday, I just, I, some things began to stick out to me. And one was just that I began to talk about a revelation and that there's a power, there's, there's power in, in having a revelation. 
and that each and every one of us need to have a revelation. David had a revelation. God, who, who, who is our Lord save God? And, and who is my rock but the Lord? He, that David, or who is the rock save our God? He's having the revelation. And Jesus is here with his disciples. And he's, he's wondering, do you have the revelation? Do you have the revelation of who I am? Do, am I just a man to you? Am I just a prophet to you? Am I just your get out of hell free card? Am I just your blessing robed in flesh? Am I just the one who, who breaks loaves and fish and feeds people? Am, am I just the one who whom you, you're putting your trust because I'm fighting the Pharisees and I'm driving them out? Is that why you like me, Simon the Zealot? I'm doing exactly what you want me to do. Who, who, who do you say that I am? And as I was teaching pastor's class, I began to, the revelation just hit me as I was teaching about, about Paul and his revelation. It was so powerful. His revelation of the mighty God in Christ. He said, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Bl blinded on the ground, knocked down, knocked off his high horse. Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus. And the revelation hit this man so hard that it changed and altered his destiny. It changed and altered his destiny. So much great was this revelation that this man would get on a boat. This man was shipwrecked three times. This, this man's revelation was so great that he left everything he ever knew. He left the seat of Galilee where he would sit down. They say he was going to be the next high priest. He forsook it all because of this revelation that he had. He forsook it all. He, he was lashed and stoned. And he went to the Gentiles where it was forbidden in his culture. But the power of the revelation of the mighty God that he served and the mighty God that he longed for, the power of this revelation, it altered his destiny. And my question is, is who do you think Jesus is? I was driving today, Brother Joe, I, I, I was talking to Brother Joe, and I, uh, I said, I'm going to preach the driest sermon because I... I was fresh out. As soon as I hung up the phone, the, the Lord spoke to me and said, my people need a revelation. My people need a revelation. You say, well, we know the mighty God. We know the mighty God in Christ. We know that God was manifested in the flesh. You know that? Right? That's what you say, amen. You know that God was robed in flesh. You know that in the, 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 the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily. But the Bible said that Jesus right here, he said, Peter, I'm going to give you some keys. I, I'm about to give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind in heaven shall be bound in earth. Whatever you loose in earth, it's going to be loosed in heaven. He gave him some serious power. He had, he had the revelation, you're the Christ. But then you look in Luke 22. And Jesus has been telling them that he's going to die. And he tells Peter, Peter, I'm praying for you. Because the devil's about to eat your lunch. He said, Peter, I, I'm praying for you, buddy, Mr. Revelation, man. You know who I am. But do you have the revelation to carry you through? I, I know you know who I am, Peter, but you're about to go through something that's going to shake you to the core. And he says that it, when you're converted, and I, 
I remember, I remember mentioning about this is that, that it's one thing to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. It's one thing to believe that he's God manifested in the flesh. It's one thing to believe you need to be born again. But it's another thing. It's another level when you have a revelation. When you have a revelation. And there's only one way to get a revelation, a true revelation. It's not peyote church of God. It's not, it's not smoking pot. It's not doing crystals, not doing crystal meth. There's one way to get a revelation from God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't tell you this. I could come and preach every day to you. You could come to every Bible study. You can read every chapter and verse. And you could be like the theologians and waste your money and go to school and still miss God. Still not know who God is. But there's one way you get a revelation. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 1 verse 9, he said, I was in the spirit. I was in the spirit. I was in the spirit. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He said, I, 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 I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. There's only one way to get a revelation. There's only one way to get a revelation from God is to get in the spirit. It's to get in the spirit. It's to get deep in the spirit. It's to learn to love the spirit. It's to learn to listen to the spirit. It's to learn to let the spirit speak. Let the spirit correct. He said, I will give you my spirit and he'll lead you. He'll lead you. He'll lead you. He'll lead you. He'll reveal it to you. He'll lead you into all truth. He'll lead you. Into all truth. It's not enough to have a little bit of truth. It's not enough just to say Acts 2.38. We got to move into the revelation of who God is and what he has for us. The Lord, the Lord said, he said, you must rise in the spirit. He said, you must walk in the spirit. In order to walk in the spirit, you got to get up in the spirit. You ever tried walking? You ever just... This is what we do sometimes. I'm walking in the spirit. Oh, man. I'm running in the spirit now. I'm jumping in the spirit. And I'm taking a nap in the spirit. That's what we do. The Lord said you got to get up in the spirit. First, you, you got to get up in the spirit. He said, I, I was, uh, he said, I, 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 was, I was in the spirit. If you look in the Amplified Version, he said, I was under the power, the grasp. I was under a powerful grasp of the spirit. I, I, was, I was entrenched and enshrouded in the spirit on the Lord's day. And then he says, and the Lord began to speak to me as I was in the spirit. And bam, I fell down as dead. Having a revelation of God, you will fear God. You'll fear God. The, 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 the fear of the Lord is clean. It is pure. It is to depart from iniquity. It is the beginning of wisdom. And you, in, in order to understand 
the fear of the Lord, you have to have a revelation. That's the problem. As many of us, we, 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 we see it in the letter, the flesh and blood reveals, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. But when you have a revelation, you say, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't because I've had a revelation. I know my Jesus and my Jesus revealed it unto me as he led me in all truth. We don't have to beat you with the word of God because when you get a revelation, you'll understand that he requires so much. David already had the revelation a long time ago about who the rock was. Jesus, Jesus said, upon this rock, upon this revelation, I'm going to build my church. David said that revelation a long time ago. Who is the rock? Save our God. He knew who the rock was. He knew it. Peter, the little stone, he's just catching up. He's catching up to the revelation of, of David. Who is the rock? Save our God. I, 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 I can't get it out of, out of my mind, just the power of, of a revelation. It's, it, it'll trans, my, when Pastor and I were talking, we, we, wanted, we want the church to be a praying church. And we began to talk, how, how do we, how do we, how do we uh, cultivate it and, and, and extend, not just, oh, we're going to just, you know, we, a foot washing communion and, and people just go back to the way it was. We want to cultivate that. We want to prolong that and extend that and, and make that into our daily and make that into our life. And, and we began to talk. And, and the only way you do that is because you learn to love to pray. You learn to love to have intimacy with God. You learn to love. To, there's nowhere else I'd rather be but here. Here in your love. Here in your presence. Here in your glory. Here. Right here. There's no, nowhere else I'd rather. I'm sorry, friends. I know you're going. You're going. Uh, 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 you're doing something that you shouldn't do. You're doing something maybe that's not bad. You're doing something that this and you're doing something like that. But the problem is, is we're so distracted. We'll do everything and anything. And the Lord said, what purpose is better than my purpose? What way is better than my way? What purpose is better than my purpose? You know what the purpose of the Lord is? That you would get close to him, so close that you guys can make babies in the spirit. Seriously. And intimacy with God that births revival, that births souls. And intimacy with God. God is our husband. And we are the bride. And the, the, the main point about this whole relationship as a Christian is that you be intimate with the Lord. So intimate that it begins to birth the supernatural. It begins to birth the burden. It begins to birth the gifts of the spirit. It begins to birth the fruit of the spirit. It begins to birth revelation. It begins to birth callings. It begins to birth things because it, you, God's not going to just let you be barren. Because you're his bride. But if you remember, you were, you, you, the, the, I, saw this, uh, I saw this little meme. It wasn't a meme. I don't know what it was. It was a quote from some, some guy. Basically, it was just said, nobody could boss. Nobody could tell a man, a husband or a man what to do like an obedient wife. Nobody, can, nobody has influence on a man like an obedient wife. And Pastor mentioned it on Sunday. He said, he, what was it, Hesba, Hesba Tabula? 
that God, that we're going to be moving. God desires you just to go from glory to glory and transform into that obedient, that submissive bride. And when you get to that place of having a revelation of who it is and what's my purpose and what's his purpose. The Bible says all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. His purpose, his purpose, his purpose is souls, his purpose is truth, his purpose is holy, his purpose is righteousness, his purpose is peace. This is his purpose. And the Bible says, the Bible says that we are the bride of Christ. And God requires, uh, if you're not married, where's the husband that was courage? I looked at my, maybe none of my family. Brother Soto, you know what it's like, Brother Soto. You feel like you're doing the right thing and maybe your wife just doesn't get on board. How's that feel? It hurts, right? You say, I know, I, this is what's right. It's just not happening. It's not happening. And, and, and how many times are we like that? We're like that. God's like, you can huff and you can puff and you can blow the house down, but you, it's, all, it's all about obedience. It's about a revelation. It's about intimacy with God. It's about intimacy with God. And I was talking to a pastor that I listened to this message. It was called, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it mentioned the name Ishi. I will call him Ishi. That in Hosea, I believe Hosea, that he, that he goes from call, they go from call, they said, you're not just going to call me Lord anymore, but you're going to call me husband. You're not just going to call me Lord, you're going to call me husband. You're not just going to say, oh, yeah, I, I, I know that you're God manifested in the flesh. You're going to say, you're my husband. You're my husband. What is it? Oh, I, what do you want? It's 3 o'clock in the morning, God. You're not just going to scroll on Instagram. You're not going to scroll on this. You're not going to be carnal. You're going to get out of all the things that are keeping you from getting in the spirit. To get in the spirit, you got to get out of the flesh. To get in the spirit, you got to get out of your carnal habits. To get in the spirit, you got to get out of traditions of men that make the word of God of none effect. To get in the spirit is the key. You, that's the key to life. The Bible says. The Bible says that his spirit is life. He is the resurrection and the life. It's the key. Everybody say it's the key. We have the truth. Everybody say we have the truth. Everybody say, the mighty God in Christ. Say it with some boldness, the mighty God in Christ. Amen. Say, you got to be born again. Say, water and spirit. Do you know the truth? But the truth isn't just paper. The truth isn't just facts. The truth isn't just knowledge. The truth is revelation. The spirit of Christ, what is it, what's the scripture? I meant to write it down, I didn't write it down. It says, this, is it the spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy? What is that? It's Revelation, yeah, well, Revelation, big brother, I'll be in there for a minute. Anybody, anybody know it? If that's what it is, right? The spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy? I might be butchering, I wish Joe, the Bible quiz would help me out. He left me hanging too. That's okay. That's the gift of it, that the spirit, the spirit. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, the Spirit, has revealed this to you. 
There's things that God wants to reveal to you. There's things that God wants to reveal to me. There's things that God wants to reveal to this city. He wants to reveal himself, and he does it through his church. He reveals truth through people of the name. He reveals his glory through his people. This is what God does. What did he do? He delivered the slaves out of Egypt, and he brought them into the wilderness, and then the glory appeared on Mount Sinai, the smoke and the fire. But the problem was is Moses was willing to go up there. Not everybody, want, they, you know, what the, you remember I preached about it. The people of God said, you go, Moses. You go talk to God for us. We don't want to go. But it was always God's will that we all go into the glory. It's always been God's will that we all participated, that we all were incorporated in an intimacy with God. It's always been God's will to do that. It was never God's will to have one man to have a relationship with him. God wants to have a relationship. He tore down the wall that separated us all. Tearing down the enmity and the partition that separated us so that we'd have a relationship with him. So that we could operate in an intimacy with God. And that's what the power of the book of Acts was. The power of the church in the, in the book of Acts was that these men operated in an intimacy with God. They said, God said to wait. So what they do? Sat, they, I would imagine they didn't stand up for 10 days in a while and eight days are there. They probably sat down. They probably prostrated. They said, God, we're waiting for the promise. I don't, they didn't, obviously they didn't know. It never happened before. God, we, we want revival. God, we want the blessing that you promised. We want the promise of the Father. Lord, we need you, Jesus. We just saw you disappear. This is the most craziest thing I've ever seen. I had the revelation that you're, that you're God and now you're gone. I, I don't feel you anymore. I don't, where are you, Jesus? Where are you, Jesus? And Jesus saying, just hold on a little bit longer. Just keep praying and you're about to have a revelation. Bam! Outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Bam! Change the world. Bam! Impacting the whole world, set the world on fire. It's the power, the power of a people that have an, a relationship with God, that get to be in a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. Peter's talking to God, speaking in tongues. James is talking to God, speaking in tongues. The apostle Paul's talking to God. Philip's talking to God. They're all in unity with the Spirit. And there's power. The Bible says that it's unity in the spirit. When we all come into the unity of the spirit, then we'll come into the unity of the faith. We all, to get when we I preach this is we 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 get into unity with God and that intimacy with God, the intimacy with God. The Bible says in in second in second John the only chapter, he said, Chloe, I'm writing unto you not a new commandment, the same commandment that I've told you before. I think like verse four or five. He said, it's nothing new. It's, it's the same thing that I've told you, that you need to love one another. And this is how you do that. This is the love that I was telling you about, that you walk after the commandments of Christ. You be in unity with what Jesus said. When you're in unity with what Jesus said, you'll, you'll love. There's love. Because you're doing what Jesus said. You're doing what Jesus said. I'm doing what Jesus said. You're doing what Jesus said. You're doing what Jesus said. You, and we're all pursuing that. 
We're all pursuing that. Now, will you be a couple steps in front of me sometimes? Yes. Will, will, will pastor be light years ahead of us? Yes. But we're all walking. And that's why elders, they have mercy because they've been where you're at. They know what it's like. They know what it's like to be on step one and step two. But we aren't supposed to stop. We're not supposed to stop at go. You don't ever collect 200 if you don't pass go. You don't ever get to buy property. You don't ever get to claim dominion. You don't ever get blessing. If you don't move and get the revelation, you got to go in the spirit. I, I, I'm teaching slash preaching, but I, I really feel this, that the only way, the only way that you'll grow in your personal life, which you have to grow in your personal life. God, I want our church. Then you got to grow in your personal life. You hinder God. You hinder God. You hinder what God, how many times has God spoken and say, I'm trying to do things. We, we hinder the body because we're the body, right? <laughs> we got pastor over here. He's, 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 he's working on the, in the headship, right? Jesus is the head. We know that. But he's in a place of authority. And he's trying to focus. He's trying to move. And pastor knows what it's like to have a bad leg. Anybody ever try to walk? <laughs> you got some of the body. And you got some, you got Brother Michael, he's like, we got to go, we got to go to Bilas. We got to do it with Shrelly. We got to, we got to, we got to do this. Oh, come on, Sister Sarah. We got to sing unto the Lord a new song. And then some of the body, they're just not. Anybody ever felt that? You ever felt that before? Oh, God. Because you got to get a revelation. I know you guys are young, but you got to get a revelation. You got to get a revelation. I'm going to keep saying this. You got to get up in the spirit. You got to get up in the spirit. You got to get up in the spirit. You got to get up. You got to walk in the spirit. You got to have intimacy with God in the spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 2 Corinthians, I am almost done. That's how you climb in the spirit, weeping and travailing. I'm serious though. That's how you get intimacy with the spirit, is weeping, obeying, crying out to God, walking in obedience, reading his word and understanding what it is, his purpose for you. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 3. I'm not going to read all, all, the whole chapter or anything crazy, but I'm going to read a portion of this. We'll start in verse, um, uh, we'll start in verse 12. It says, seeing then that we have such a hope, we use great plainness of speech. We use plainness of speech. That's what we need in this day and hour. We need a clear sound. We need plainness of speech. Tell me, preacher. What I need to do to be saved. Tell me, preacher, how to fix this problem. Tell me, preacher, to get right. Tell me, preacher, to stay right. Tell me, preacher, what I need to do. We need plainness of speech. I, want, I told somebody today, tell me. Tell, I told pastor, if I'm, if I'm messing up, you better, just pull, you better just tell me. He said, I use great plainness of speech. 
And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remained the same veil and taken away in the, in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, when it shall turn to the Lord, <laughs> nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, when you turn to the Lord, nevertheless, you might have a veil, there might be a separation. I hear you guys pray. I hear I hear you knocking. I hear you seeking. But sometimes there's a veil right here. There's a veil and it separates you and him. There's a veil. There's a wall. There's something going on. Sometimes it's our flesh. Sometimes it's life. Sometimes it's sickness. Pastor mentioned it's hard to pray when you when you're got pain in your body. I understand that. Sometimes there's these things that happen in our life. Some, sometimes it's unforgiveness. Sometimes it's bitterness. Sometimes it's bills. Sometimes it's the pandemic. Sometimes it's pastors on a ventilator, and that made you pray. But, but sometimes there's things that get in the way. There's a veil. But nevertheless, nevertheless, it shall turn to the Lord, and the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. This is Paul. He, David said, the Lord is, is that rock. And here is, here is Paul. He's saying, the Lord is that spirit. If you want a oneness verse for your friends, you could say, this is a good one. This is the mighty God. This is Paul confirming the monotheistic view of God. He's saying, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This verse is very powerful. I'm going to read another translation just so we can all get it here. But he says, but we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. He's saying, I'm going to, I'll read this translation and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Maybe. I never do this, but I'm doing it today. He says this. I'm going to start in verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, and true freedom. And we all, with an unveiled face, continually seeing, as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. We are progressively being transformed into, the, into his image. From one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I, I asked my wife if there was a, a mirror in the bathroom. I thought girls used mirrors, but I guess they don't. I don't know. But Paul's saying that we, 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 we look in a mirror. And when we look in that mirror, what was it? Jesus, when we looked at Jesus, we, we beheld his glory. When we looked at Jesus, we're looking in a mirror, we're, we're looking and we're beholding. And we're looking at the image of Christ and we're looking and we're all, we're, as we continue to look at the Spirit, as we continue to look at Christ in that mirror, as we continue to focus on the Lord, as we begin to turn to the Lord and the veils removed and we're turning to Him and we're looking to Him and we're seeking Him and we're getting in the Spirit, we begin to get changed. We begin, to, we begin to grow. We begin to go from glory. And all of a sudden we're conformed. And, and, and you're looking at that mirror and, you're, and then you look away and you're like, uh, 
and you look back at the mirror and you you look back at the mirror at the other at the other place and you stop looking like you and you're starting to look like this person in the mirror except that's not you it's Jesus and you're being changed from glory to glory conformed into his image because of the spirit it takes it takes us getting in the spirit it takes us getting in the spirit it takes us getting deep in the spirit it takes us getting past our flesh it takes us crying out. It takes, it takes knees. It takes time. It takes sweat. It takes effort. But Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple. Jesus didn't start. He said, I, he didn't, Jesus didn't come to start Christianity, by the way. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to start Christianity. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to start nothing. He said, I'm going to build my church. He said, I'm going to build my church. And, but he did say, he talked about you being a disciple. He said, I'm going to make disciples. And he said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to take up your cross. You have to take up your cross. You have to take up your cross. You have to follow me. You have to deny yourself and follow me every day. Somebody say every day. Sunday. Wednesday, Tuesday, oh, we're having prayer meeting all January, so February we go back to normal. Every day, I saw Sister Sarah had her music thing for the music people. It said, I, I agree, basically, that I will manifest the presence of God in my daily life every day. And I kind of sat back, I was like, Everybody be manifesting the presence of God in their daily life every day? I, I haven't signed my paper just because I was like, man, I don't know if I manifest the presence of God every day in my daily life like that. Let's be honest. Do you manifest the presence of God in your daily life every day? You go to work every day. You eat every day. You sleep every day. You spend money on Amazon every day. But do you manifest the presence of God in your daily life every day? We want revival. We want an outpouring. We want it. I want it. I want it. But do you want it? Who do you say that I am? Who do you say? And what is Jesus to you? Is Jesus just, is Jesus just this to you? Is, is Jesus just for you to get out of hell? Is that all he is to you? There's a revelation to be had that you'll do anything. You'll go anywhere. You'll go anytime. You'll do whatever he says. You'll say according to thy word. Nevertheless, my opinion, but let thy will be done. Nevertheless, according to your word, Jesus, I'll do exactly what you want me to do. Let's all stand. The, the power, the reason why the Apostle Paul is so powerful is because the power of his revelation. That's the only thing, that's what changed him. That's what, that's what changed him was the revelation of Jesus in his life. He already was hero Israel, the Lord our God. He knew that. 
But when he realized the depravity of what he had done towards Christians, towards the cause of Christ, that he was the reason, he had a revelation. He said, I'm the chief of all sinners. Do you have a revelation of your sin? Brother, 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 uh, brother Daryl said, I, I feel like we, the Lord's just been pressing him to repent. Repent is not just a quick, I, I forgive me, God. There is a repentance to be had in this church that'll shake you to where you'll never be the same. There's a repentance to be had. And if you feel like maybe you haven't done nothing wrong, there's a repentance to be had for your family. You begin to, Daniel said, God, forgive the sins of my fathers. Forgive the sins of my nation. You have nothing to pray for, but yet you can claim judgment on, 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 a, on a nation. You can say, oh, America's going to hell. Oh, Safford, look it up. They're putting, they're putting kitty litter in the bathrooms, and you don't pray? Does it make you pray? You say, oh, man, I can't. The, the, the school system. Oh, the fentanyl, and look at the zombies on the street. And not a tear. Nothing to repent about. Nothing to cry about. Nothing to say, oh, God, oh, God, you need a revelation of hell then. You know what? I heard this quote. He said, the church, he said, the world needs a revelation of the grace of God, but the church needs a revelation of hell. The world needs a revelation of the grace of God. They need to know God is reaching out. God loves them. God wants to save them. And the church needs a revelation of hell to get them moving, to get you caring, to get you moving, to get you mobile, to get you to take this thing serious. We need a revelation, and I, I would that we just begin to pray right now. You just begin to pray. I'm not going to sit here. I can't force the revelation on you, but God has been seeking. He's saying, you need to conform into my image. He said, you need to conform into my image, not me to yours. Maybe we need to repent of our preconceived notions. Maybe we need to repent of, of, the, of the ideas and the thoughts and the practices that we held to be true. But maybe they go contrary to God's word. We need to repent. We need to push past. Maybe it's just your flesh. Maybe your daddy taught you this way. Maybe your mommy taught you this way. But it's not the right way. It's not the way of the Lord. There's a depth to be had. There's a revelation to be had. There's a revelation to be had. There's a power. There's a power in the revelation. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And when I saw him, when I saw Jesus, I fell down as dead. God, make it more than a ritual, God. Make it more than just a habit. I want to call you Ishi. I want to call you husband. I want to have intimacy with you, God. I want to birth things in the spirit. I want you to talk to me like a husband talks to his wife. I want you to reveal your plans. I want you to reveal your ways. We want favor with God, but it takes an obedient bride to persuade her husband. But when the church becomes that bride, when the church becomes that bride, God will say, I can't but help answer my wife. I can't but give her what she's asking. I can't but do it for her because she has done what I have asked. 
This is the way of the Spirit. Let's press in. Let's press into the Spirit. Hold up that mirror in your mind. Hold up the mirror and begin to look in that mirror and look at Jesus. Begin to hold up the mirror and begin to look at Jesus. Begin to look at him. Begin to look at him. Begin to look at him and say, God, conform me to your image. God, conform me to your image, God. I must decrease. I must decrease. Push past your doubts. Push past the unbelief. Push past it all. Push past it all. There's revelation to be had. There's callings to be had. There's power to be had when we're in unity with the Spirit. 